I very much believed in myself and thank God I had my family that was very supportive. And that's kind of what has pushed me to, you know, continue doing what I'm doing and just not be afraid of just putting myself out there. At the end of the day, you have to really figure out who you want in your life. If they're not uplifting you or supporting you to, to allow you to get to where you want to be, then you have to make a decision on how much you want them in your life or maybe completely out. A lot of my family is also in a third world country that I now can, can help support them and the way that they live and give back to organizations. So all of that is what fulfills me. Even if maybe you don't believe it in yourself, there's other, that, there's other people that probably wish that they had some of the qualities that you have that maybe they're struggling with. So, so that's kind of how I would see it. To the point that no matter who it is that I'm speaking to, whether it's a child or a 70-year-old or whoever it is, I know the value uh, that I bring. I know what I have to offer. And if someone doesn't like it, that's fine because I'm not for them anyway. Hey guys, and welcome to the I Love Success podcast. I am super excited that you're here with me today, that you're listening and watching this show. I started this show about four years ago or so because I wanted to, you know, I wanted to give back as an athlete. I've had so many coaches and people believing in me. And we're talking a lot about being self-made or hustle and all of those things. But what I've realized the older that I'm getting is that the only reason why I was able to do the things that I did was because I was lucky enough to be around people that really cared about me and wanted to see me win. Of course, I had to do the work myself, but it, it, it's just awesome to have those people around you. And, and the good thing with today is that you have those people around you right now. We're here and we are supporting you. We want you to win in life and, and be happy. So thank you for being on the show. If you're new, uh, I bring on really cool people that are living their life fully and they, they are sharing open-heartedly. So uh, welcome to the I Love Success podcast. I also want to thank one of our sponsors, Remarkable. I use their digital devices. Basically, you can write like an old school paper, but it is a digital device and everything saves in the cloud. You can read articles without, you know, uh, the, all the uh, so-called advertising and all that stuff. So it's very old school device, but very modern. So if you're into writing, if you're into like, if you're tired of your, all the screens with all the lights and, and just want to read, create, um, I think you should check out Remarkable too. Um, Without further ado, I want to introduce you to this week's guest. And uh, every time I, I, I met uh, you, Loida, uh, it, you always smile, you always seem happy, and you're uh, putting out so much positive energy. So I, I've been thinking about having you on the show for a while. And for people that don't know who Loida Velasquez is, she is the Wonder Woman of real estate. And what does that really mean? It means that she is not only working in real estate, she's actually empowering other people to, you know, go after their dreams. And she's also great at marketing. She have built up a YouTube channel with over 70,000 subscribers. Uh, 
by herself, which is super cool. She's empowering a lot of people out there uh, to go after their dreams. So I'm, I'm just super excited to have you. So welcome to the I Love Success podcast, Loida Velasquez. Yes, thank you, Peter. I'm so excited to finally be able to do this with you. So I'm glad that, that we finally are connecting. Yeah, we made it happen. And and, and I'm curious, Loida, Loida's little girl, like what were you about? What were you dreaming about when you were when you were a little girl? So when I was a little girl, growing up, I'm still, I'm an only child. So my parents had me 10 years after they were married. My mom couldn't have kids. So I was kind of like this miracle child that was born. Um, I was always very into myself growing up. I had my friends. I remember vividly being in elementary school, in middle school, Spanish was my first language. Yeah. So I was put in, in the bilingual class where the kids didn't know English. So even being in that type of environment, sometimes I felt like, oh, you know what? Maybe I'm not enough or I'm not good enough because I don't know English or I don't know it well. So I, I kind of want to say that growing up, I was kind of introverted. I was shy. I didn't like to speak in public. The complete opposite to what I am now. Now I'm putting out videos on YouTube. I'm not afraid of speaking in front of large crowds. But I think um, just everything that I went through when I was younger helped me to become the person that I am now. Yeah. And then that's kind of how, um, you know, I've always seen myself as someone that could achieve anything that they would set their mind to. Yeah. And I very much believed in myself and thank God I had my family that was very supportive. And that's kind of what has pushed me to, you know, continue doing what I'm doing and just not be afraid of just putting myself out there. Yeah. And, and I think a lot of people have that, you know, fear of putting themselves out there. And it's also, sometimes it's a confidence thing. Sometimes sometimes it's a language barrier. Sometimes it's just being around, around people that are not, you know, encouraging you to go after what you want. Do you, do you recall when that shift happened for you, when you went from kind of being introvert onto like, hey, I, I can actually put out cool stuff? Yeah, so I remember being in college and, when I started college, I went with a major thinking in mind that I wanted to go into like sociology or psychology because I wanted something to do with helping people. Yeah. My very first job was working in promotions. It was a job that I got through my neighbor and pretty much he said, hey, you know what? My sister owns this marketing company and the they're always hiring brand ambassadors. At that time, I had no clue what they did, but he said, pretty much you just go to events and you hand out free drinks and tell people about a brand. And I was like, okay, that sounds pretty cool. <laughs> so I went, I met up with the sister and then she said, okay, well, pretty much we have to go to schools, to concerts, to events. And that was really the first time that I was exposed to pretty much talking to strangers, putting myself out there, um, educating people on a brand and kind of letting them know, hey, you know, this is a, these are some reasons why you should purchase this. These are the benefits. And I saw that my fear of talking to strangers was something that was something that I should have never worried about in the first place because everyone was really nice. No one was uh, being mean or anything. And then that's really the first time that I started to feel comfortable in kind of putting myself out there and just being more outgoing with, with others in social environments. Oh, that's, that's super cool. And I, 
I know for myself, like when I when I talk to people, I'm the opposite. I've always been very extroverted, uh, but I was, and I wanted people to like me because I was I was a little bit chubby when I was a kid and I was bullied. So I wanted people to like me, especially girls. But I was still I was still extroverted, uh, but. The problem, I mean, what I've noticed by by talking to people and you you know traveling is that it's so beautiful to connect with other people because you you learn so much and and you get new friends and and I I feel I feel bad sometimes when I see people that they want to connect but that they are afraid of somehow being hurt or. Uh, or judged and, and things like that. So what do you want to say to those people right now that are kind of missing out a little bit on life because they're not, they, they're a little bit afraid of taking that first you know, step? I would say at the end of the day, you have nothing to lose. And quite the opposite, just like you mentioned, you start to meet so many people that at the end of the day, even though you're not related, you start to become like a family that you can help each other out. Um, Long story short, once I started to do that job that I was mentioning, I went on to work in marketing and advertising for about eight years. And one of the last places that I worked at, I was traveling 100% of the time, living out of a suitcase from hotel to hotel. But I met so many people and I was spending so much time with them that I feel that now if I were to go to any state, I know someone there that could be like, you know what, Lloyd, you can come stay here with me. I'll take you out and show you around. And it's those kind of relationships that if I didn't put myself out there and actually made the effort to want to meet others, I wouldn't be given those opportunities. Yeah, no, I I think it's, it's a beautiful world out there. And I think we're a lot of times we are scared to be judged. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that's the hardest thing, right? Because I mean, people might look at you and say, oh, it's easy for you, Loida, because you're beautiful and it's easy. People will start connecting with you right away and they might not feel that way about mm-hmm. themselves. How? What do you want to uh, tell them that might have those thoughts? There shouldn't be anything limiting you. It's not about beauty, about being a woman. I think at at the end of the day, as long as you are very genuine with your personality, how you are, maybe what value you can bring to others to help them, whether it's emotionally, with support or whatever it is, that's really what's most important, not so much the way that you look. No, I agree. And I think it's also how... uh, what vibe you're you're putting out exactly. there, right? And if you have a positive vibe, people w- would want to want to chat with you. And you were mentioning there were a lot of things that was forming you when you were a kid. You want to share some of those stories? Like what 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 were the some of the moments in your life that that shaped who you are today and gave you that strength of believing that you can do anything at a at a young age? I feel that for me, having a very supportive family, my mom and my dad, from the the moment that I can remember being a child, they would always tell me, whatever you want to do in life, you can do it. If you set your mind to it, you can do it. So even though I come from very humble beginnings, I didn't have as many resources, I feel that the way that I was brought up 
with what I did have and the support system that I did have, I was able to take that and really believe in myself, which I'm very blessed because I know that there's a lot uh, of people out there that did not have that type of support and still don't have that. Um, but I feel that that for me was kind of what has allowed me to shape myself into where I am now and also surrounding myself with, with positive people um, positive mindsets, people that were always very supportive, that any little idea that I had, even when I was in middle school and high school of what I wanted to do, it was nothing crazy. It was like, okay, it might not be something that may be easy, but you know what? You can do it. If you set your mind to it, we can figure it out what resources we have to go through, but, but you'll get there somehow. And I mean, that's amazing that you had so many positive people around you. And I mean, I feel I feel so lucky now because I'm around a lot of positive people in my life that want to help me. But I, I had, there were times, you know, where I had friends around me that was kind of discouraging, discouraging my dreams because I always had, had big dreams. And I was too, at that time, I, I think my confidence was too low for me to, you know, to shut them out of my life. So I, but I was still not as weak. So I didn't go after it. I just didn't tell them. But how do you, like, have you been in those situations where you've been around people that are not believing in you? And like, how do you handle that? Because there might be people listening here that are from, you know, a small town, Tacoma, or I, I don't know, or a small village somewhere. And people are like, hey, you, it, your dream sounds good, but you're, you got to go and milk the cow right now. Yeah, no, I, I definitely have had those people. Um, even my circle of friends from when I was in college up until now, it's completely different. Yeah. And over time, as I have continued to grow in my business and mentally and, and just what I want my outlook in life to be, I've seen people kind of weed out and go their separate ways because many of them, it's, their mindset is at, at a completely different level compared to mine. Um, what I think my goals are and what I want to achieve is something that for an average person might be like, Lloyd is crazy. Like, how is she going to get there? But for me, I know that that I can get there and it's not something for everyone. So um, I have had those friends that now are just kind of acquaintances that are just there. We talk here and there, but it's not like I go out of my way to hang out just because when it has happened that we do get together the energies, just like you mentioned, it's completely different. I, I feel negativity or they always focus on the negative, like, oh, I can't do it because, because X, Y, Z reason. And they're always giving excuses. Yeah. And, and there's something that I like to say, you can either make excuses or make money. Yeah. And in this business, I'd rather do the opposite. I don't want to yeah. hear excuses. It's like, if you have an excuse, how are we going to resolve it? Let's think of a solution. Yeah. So for those that are listening that might have people that maybe are not in the same um, type of mindset or beliefs in, in what they want to do, I would say at the end of the, of the, at the end of the day, you have to really figure out who you want in your life if they're not uplifting you or supporting you to to allow you to get to where you want to be then you have to make a decision on how much you want them in your life or maybe completely out yeah and talking about about you and who you are like how are who are you who is loida when you're by yourself loida by herself is someone that likes to think a lot just in general, I'm, I'm a big observer. 
So I like to see, I'm a big, sometimes I, I feel like I overanalyze things, but I'm very detailed oriented. When I want to do something, I write it down. I set some goals. I set some timelines. Um, and I'm just a very driven, self-driven person and committed in whatever it is that I want to do. I like that. And I think one thing that I've noticed in my life is that I'm very self-motivated. And I think a lot of people that achieve good results, they they are self-motivated. They find ways of, you know, getting shit done. And, and I don't know if you get this, but I, a lot of times I, I have people asking me, like, how do you stay motivated? How do you like it? For me, I, I don't know. It, it's almost a ridiculous question because I just do it, even if I'm, I don't feel motivated. And I think, I think that's the difference between the amateur and the pro, right? And, and for, for everything, a lot of people are amateurs in everything they do. They want to reach the next level, but as soon as it, it's a little bit tough, they are waiting for someone else to kind of push them over that ledge. But sometimes you have to be that person for yourself. What, what do you, what do you think? Uh, no, how should I say this? Like, why, what do you think you do to be self-motivated? Are there some specific things that you do to stay on target, even when it does, when it isn't fun, you know? I like to focus on my end goal. Yeah. whatever that is for me at that moment, whether it's um, how I want to help my family, how I want to live, things that I want to achieve. When I, I have it written down and in a picture, that's kind of what pushes me because I know that if I don't do what I'm supposed to be doing, I'm either going to let my family down, I'm going to let myself down. And even though I may not want to, for example, make the calls for when yeah. I'm working in real estate, because I know people are going to yell at me or reject me. I know that at the end of the day, I have to do it because no one else is going to do it for me. Yeah. And that's what makes me be self-motivated because at the end of the day, I chose to be doing what I'm doing and be an entrepreneur and a business owner. And if it means me doing something that maybe I'm dreading to do in that moment, but it's going to get me to where I want to go, then I'm just going to push through it. No excuses. I like it. And where do you find... You know, life, we, we work to create a beautiful life, right? And, and how, how do you manage to, you know, have lots of output, right? You do a lot of things with great results, but uh, also have fun and, and, and enjoy the fruits of your labor. How, how do you work with that? Because I know a lot of people are going to say right now, this is great, but I don't want to work that much. But I don't think that's correct. I think that people you can work really hard and also have fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can. I think at the end of the day, you have to also know how to prioritize your time and you know when, when you want to take that time off to go on vacation yeah. or when it's just strictly to work. It's not like we work 24-7, but at the same time, I feel that if you are doing what you love, even when you're out on vacation, you're always thinking of like the next idea Cause that's how I feel. Even when I have like days off, I'm thinking, okay, well, what is the next thing that I can work on? What is something else that I can create? What is a new video I can release? So that's just automatically how my brain works. Perhaps someone else might be like today, I do not want to think about work and that's how they are. But ultimately I think if you're happy doing what you're doing, you're going to find the time also to, to maybe 
do self-care and, and go on vacation or whatever it is that you want to do. Yeah. And I'm curious, I want to start talking a little bit about your YouTube channel. And I think we're going to focus how you built that, because I think that is really, really cool what you're doing. And there's lots of great content. Uh, so like, how did you get the idea and like, how, how did you get started? So I started creating videos back in 2015. And I remember being a brand new agent and going on YouTube to see what it was like to be a real estate agent. But I wasn't really finding a lot of women talking about real estate or women doing cold calls. So I took that as an opportunity for me to, you know what, I'm going to create some videos and share my journey and it might help someone. They might learn a thing or two of what it's like to be a real estate agent from a woman's perspective. And that's kind of how it started. And I just was very consistent from the beginning. I knew that, that in order for me to grow it, I would have to be consistent. So I was putting out a video every single week and I did that. And I have been doing that over the past, what, like six years. Oh, wow. That takes commitment. Yeah. <laughs> and I, you know, I don't, I don't know if people even understand that because on, this is, I think, episode 242 for on my podcast. So I've been doing it for 242 consecutive weeks, basically. And it's, it's not always fun, mm -hmm. you know, especially before, because you have your schedule, you have everything. And then when you, once you sit down, like, oh, this is why I do this, because I get to talk to people like Loida. But before it's like, oh, not another week, set this up. And a uh, life life happens so like how did you manage to like stay consistent and not not miss a week well i knew that eventually if i wanted to grow an audience if i wanted to become that agent on youtube on people's minds no matter where it was in the world i had to be consistent mm -hmm. and there have been times that i'm thinking like i have no idea what to even do a video about yeah but what I do is that I think of maybe a situation that I'm going through with work or, or something new that I've learned. And that's what I pick as a topic to make that video on. And, and that's kind of how it's been this entire time. It's gotten to the point also where I take any comments that people leave or any messages that I receive with any feedback. And I use that as kind of ideas for, for type of content that I want to create. And how, how has your confidence changed during uh, creating these videos? If we would go back and watch your first video that you did about uh, six years ago and compare to Lloyd at today, can you just share a little bit like how that shift has been in you? Yeah, I'm like a completely different person. <laughs> if you go back, and it's funny because I have the very first for sale by owner call that I ever did. In my career, I recorded it and it's on YouTube. It has like over 160,000 views. And you will see that I was horrible with my communication, with my scripts. I didn't know what to say. Everything was completely different. So the Loida back then would talk really fast, would run out of breath, wasn't really confident in front of a camera. And now I feel that when I'm creating videos, I can easily film a video in just one shot without messing up. I know how to breathe. My communication and my public speaking skills have improved drastically over the past six years, but it's because I have been putting myself in front of a camera for so long. The, the crazy thing, which is so beautiful, is like 
back then, when you did that video back then, did you know that at that point that you weren't happy with the call and still put it out there? Oh, yeah. yeah. I knew it was good. <laughs> But that's what pushed me even more to put it. I was like, because I don't want to put it out, I need to put it out to prove to myself that people's negative comments and whatever they have to say is not going to affect me. And I did it. Wow. And I got quite the opposite reaction where people were like, oh my gosh, we, we commend you for doing that because I would be scared to put that. And it has also helped a lot of people see that. You know what? Loida now did start off not knowing anything. So it's almost like they can see a progression of what it was to be a new real estate agent and compared to how I am now. Yeah. I mean, it's so, it's so badass though, because it's hard to post things or put it out there, the things that you don't like about yourself. Right. And I think that's the you know, the truth about happiness. I study success. I study happiness. And I think the people that have the courage to be themselves in the mm -hmm. in this world are the happy ones and those that can go out and be who they truly are. Uh, and I, I think that is such a good exercise to do to actually show uh, like yourself as a beginner. And I know especially a lot of like both women and men, but I think a lot of men were trying to have our shit together. And I... I can relate to that because I, I was a world medalist in karate. So people, for some reason, think that I'm good at everything, but I, I suck at a lot of things. So I feel like I have this pressure on me sometimes to be good at something that I don't even know. And that sometimes holds me back, but I'm working on, you know, becoming better at, you know, it's okay to be a beginner and we don't have to be good at all the things, right? Yeah, exactly. I feel that nowadays, a lot of people want like the success to happen very quickly from one day to another. Yeah. When in reality, it takes time, just like for you and your craft in martial arts, it took many years of practice to, to get to where you were with all your medals. So success takes time. Yeah, it does. And you talked, you talked a lot about your family and it, can you just share like what is your drive and why is the why is family so important for you? Family is extremely important for me because I have seen the sacrifices that they have done to yeah. to give me as much as possible for me to be able <laughs> to succeed. Um, I'm the first one in my family to have graduated college now to be doing my own thing. Even when I got into real estate, as I started to gain success, it's something that was very dri driven to them yeah. because of the Hispanic community. If you have a stable job, which I did before I transitioned into real estate and I left that, it's kind of like a question mark, like, why are you doing this? You know, you already have a stable income coming in and now you're saying you don't know when your next paycheck is going to come. Um, but just them seeing that I believe so much in myself that I was going to succeed. And now they see, you know, Loida did it. And now she's able to have multiple streams of income. And if you see her, like you would never know, yeah. that's what drives me because at the end of the day, I'm also able to help them. A lot of my family is also in a third world country that I now can can help support them and the way that they live and give back to organizations. So all of that is what fulfills me. Yeah. And I, I know you said in the beginning that you wanted to do something that is helping other people. 
Uh, why is helping others important to you? I feel that a lot of people don't have resources or maybe they don't have um, people that they can go to for help. And for me, helping, whether it's kids that that are in low-income communities, because I remember being there when I was younger mm-hmm. and sharing with them, you know, even though you might be in a certain situation where you are now, it doesn't mean that you can't achieve whatever it is that you want. That's why I like to give back to people, to kids, to organizations, to churches, and, and things like that. Yeah, I love that. And I think, you know... I think a lot you can achieve a lot by just wanting it for yourself but there's a shift that happens when you're when when the things you do are bigger than yourself. Yeah. And I think it's a huge shift. So for everybody out there like once you shift from like hey I'm doing this just to make money onto like hey I'm making an impact, I'm helping. Uh, what I've seen in my life is that the results, you know, become become much, much bigger. And also it's more fun, uh, the journey. Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree with that. Um, I have been able to help so many people that just like you said, you know, we can do this for ourselves, but when we're able to bless others and give back and now they can be, that person can now go and support and be that that person for others, that's what what's really the meaning of, you know, going and influencing and supporting others. Yeah, and, I, and I'm curious, like being, being a public fi- figure, putting yourself out there all the time, what are, what are the downsides of that? Well, just being on YouTube and Instagram here and there, you will always get people that may not agree with what you're saying. So negative comments, people giving you their two cents, even though, you know, that's, that's just how it is. But at the end of the day, um, what has helped me is that I know the value that I bring. I have always been very genuine in the type of content that I put out, how I present myself. And, And that's really what's most important. What I have seen is that for every one person that that does come and bring their negativity to me i have so many others that are defending me and pretty much saying hey you know you need to back off like this is not the right platform for you if you don't like it just leave yeah and how uh your first negative comment how how did that affect you i took it very personal because it was a comment it was probably on one of my live cold calls where someone said, oh, Lloyda, you're talking too fast. And I knew I was talking too fast, but the fact that someone pointed it out, I was like, oh no. (laughs) Then that hurt me. But then after that, I was like, that just means I need to get better so that I don't get comments like that. Yeah. (laughs) And, And where do you see, like, you're talking about big goals and dreams. Like, what are your big goals and dreams? What do you see for your life? Like, what is important for you and why? Well, the way that I have can continue to grow my social platforms with uh, my YouTube channel, I want to eventually continue supporting agents worldwide, whether it's women specifically, because I know that in this business, especially in real estate, um, the way that we present ourselves and how we carry ourselves out is something that perhaps a lot of women might be a little bit afraid of sales. So I want to influence and be able to to help a lot of them out 
Um, bigger picture, I also want to continue growing in real estate with the team and just eventually also helping other organizations. What that looks like, I'm not sure, but I just know that that as I keep growing, others will also be growing with me. Yeah, oh, that's awesome. And you said uh, women, uh, sometimes women are afraid of sales and like it's a different role in the real estate community. Can you just talk a little bit about that and what, uh, why do you think that is and how can you help empower, empower uh, both women and men that might feel a little bit insecure because sales is, is scary, right? For a lot of people. Yes, yes. What I have seen from messages and comments that I get specifically from women is that many of them feel that, you know what, Peter, I don't want to sound salesy. I don't want to ask for the signature. I don't want to, I don't want them to feel like I'm pressuring them. And, and the way that I'm talking about empowering them is, you know, at the end of the day in this business, we're here to help someone and lead them to a decision that's probably going to help them for their future. And if it's not us, someone else is going to come in. So why not be us, especially women to come and take that role of, you know what, let's get together. We can get this done. I'm the perfect person for you. Yeah. And uh, I know you were talking about cold calling or, or calling, calling other people. I always call it warm calling, but because I want to tell myself, Hey, I'm actually talking to a human being, not a robot. And uh, like, what are the, what do you think are the most common fears that people have from approaching or reaching out to somebody that don't know and present the service to them? And how, how can you overcome that? The biggest fears are probably that you are not going to know what to say or what to respond, depending on the question that they're asking you. Yeah. What has helped me is that I have role-played so much objection handlers and how to respond. I have practiced my communication and my speaking skills to be able to have a great conversation, no matter what type of personality I'm talking to. So little things like that, I feel that at the end of the day will help whoever it is, no matter what type of business that they're in, have a better conversation, especially if it's a cold call. Yeah, and I I think by talking to a lot of people, you learn so much about communication. And mm -hmm. uh, I think in this day and age, to be able to communicate well with other people, it's it's an amazing skill. Uh, one thing that I've noticed is that, I mean, more and more people prefer to communicate through text and through emails and a lot of people are not answering their phones anymore. Like how, how are you able to communicate in a positive way that doesn't feel cold or pushy or salesy through text communication? So if it's just through text, you said, yeah. right? If it's just through text, um, something I like to incorporate is video messaging through mm -hmm. text. So I'm sending a message. They can see what I look like. And I feel that once they're able to see what that other person over the phone looks like now it kind of builds a connection versus just a regular text message with some words but even if it was just words um i like to be very i like to come from a sense where it almost feels like we're already friends or we know each other and that kind of opens up the conversation as well yeah being being warm and and kind yeah i yeah i think I've noticed that as well. Like when you're warm and kind, people appreciate that. And they they take the guard down a little bit. And if you're good at what you do, you're actually helping people. So I think 
A lot of people that have a negative connotation through sales, hey, you want to start a business, but you don't want to sell. That's very hard because you have a service that you have to somehow convey to people that it's great. And -hmm. if they don't know you and if they don't know what you're about, somehow you need to find a way to convey that. And I think a lot of people have problems with the packaging of their products and also about selling them. Hey, I, I know that myself in real estate, it's easy for me, but when I'm doing, doing this, I have a hard time like charging because this is so valuable and people should pay for it. But I, I don't know yet how I should sell it, so to Mm -hmm. speak. So I think, I think that's, that's a tricky part with, with a lot of people are struggling with. Uh, Can you just say like, or have you been able to use your platform in on YouTube, social media to create products where you, which you were able to, to sell to your clients? Yeah. So I have been able to create, um, for example, a product that I created last year was a new and real estate agent bootcamp. So over the years, I had always gotten so many questions from newer agents that wanted to know perhaps what scripts to use, how a transaction usually goes. And I I thought to myself, you know what? I just want to create a program where I can bring everyone together. I can teach them absolutely everything from A to Z. And it was me solving the problem that they were having of trying to figure things out. So that's how I created that program. I ended up doing four of them. And each program was four weeks long. So it was like a boot camp. They got a live session with me. And I, initially, I, I had the plan of doing it. And I said, you know, if 20 people sign up, that's going to be amazing because I'm going to help 20 agents. And the first time, 60 people signed up. Oh, then wow. the next time, 100 people signed up. And I never really pushed it because, again, going back to the being salesy, I didn't want to be like, hey, sign up for the program. Yeah. It was kind of like, hey, you know, I created this. If you're interested, you can sign up. But it was very subtle the way that I promoted it just on my Instagram. And the fact that so many people would resonate with what I was trying to teach, it just went on to show me that, you know, there's a need for this and there's a market for for the product that I'm looking to sell. And how did you decide on pricing? Because I know a lot of people like I've been dealing with uh, I'm going to have a wedding uh, this year and I'm dealing with a lot of people selling services for, you know, the wedding. And it's so funny when you always ask the question, how much it costs. Uh, some people you realize they're like exaggerating just because it's a wedding. You're like, come on. I just saw that. Like if this weren't the wedding, it would be half the price. And then you see people that are like really kind, more like artsy creators and they don't know what to say. So they, they give you a very low price uh, for a service that might be worth much more. Uh, so how how are you how have you been able to work on you know setting price and knowing your value? Yeah, and that's also something that I kind of struggled with in the beginning because I knew that my target audience were newer agents or agents that had just gotten licensed, so they probably didn't have a lot to be able to spend on. Yeah. So the way that I priced it, the very first um, boot camp that I did, I priced it at 97, which I felt, you know, this is really affordable. You're getting four weeks with me. It comes out really cheap every yeah. single week. Then when I saw that a lot of people were interested in in the program, I slowly started to raise the prices. 
And now it's gotten to the point that, you know what, I know all the value that I bring. So the next time that I do one, I'm going to change some things up. But this time it's really going to reflect me and my time and all of my knowledge and everything that I have learned in six years, you're getting it in, in five days or 30 days. And then that's kind of how I'm now gauging what I'm going to charge. Yeah. I think, I think when I started doing public speaking back in Sweden, I think my first gig, I got like 50 bucks or something for an hour because they asked, how much do you want? And I, I just wanted the experience. So, and I didn't know how to price myself. And then I just decided for every gig, I'm just going to double my fee. Mm -hmm. And the funny thing is nobody ever said no. Uh, and I think that's, it, it's a confidence thing. Also knowing your value, right? Exactly. And, and I think that is something that we all struggle with at times with everything. And, and we see that as well in relationships, like, or with friends, we, some people are okay with being treated bad, or there, there are people here listening and you're okay with not being happy. I mean, we, we all struggle, but don't, I, I think it's so important that you don't settle for something that is is not feeling good in your gut I'm, I'm not saying you have to create become a millionaire create something that is something that you don't even want but at least find a way to be happy and i think a lot of people are okay with not being happy and sometimes we see this i don't think it's more in women but i see sometimes i see women that are letting their partner treat them very bad just because they want to be with somebody and the same for guys right uh, so can you just talk a little bit about that like how do you know your value in in life you know that is something that very, that's very important for for people to be able to figure out um just like you said you know there's a lot of both men and women that are in relationships that they know they probably shouldn't be in that is not um, where the partner is supportive or uplifting them or just pushing them to be better people in life and in business. So for those that are, are in situations like that, at the end of the day, you know, you want to, to see kind of what you bring to the table and know that, that you are valuable. You do bring a lot, even if maybe you don't believe it in yourself, there's other that there's other people that probably wish that they had some of the qualities that you have that maybe they're struggling with. So, so that's kind of how I would see it. Um, yeah, the human experience, right? <laughs> so what are you about when you're not working, when you're not creating, when you're not, you know, uh, working on your business and on real estate, what, what else are you doing? What, what are your passions? What's, what makes you happy? So I love music. So whether it's concerts, um, I also love sports. So going to sporting events, that's kind of what I like to do when I'm absolutely not doing anything work-related or just any of my hobby stuff. Um, even before I, I started working, got into real estate and even the previous career that I had, I worked at a record label. And my goal was that, you know, eventually I would love to work in the entertainment industry and work in music because that's just a passion of mine. Um, when I was in high school, I was in band. I play the clarinet and the saxophone. My family also plays instruments. So it's always been in my blood. So I love to just like sometimes just hang out and, and just listen to music. I love that. 
And you talked a lot about goal settings and how do you, what's your process in regards to goal setting? How do you, how do you set them? And, and like, what are the steps that you use? So I like to set short-term goals and also long, long-term goals. And these goals are not just for work, but for everything, whether it's for health and fitness, um, for work and business, for my family, uh, income. I like to write things down of what what I want to achieve maybe this year, maybe in five years and what like the long-term goal is. And I also like to like reverse engineer it. How am I going to get there? What are some steps that I need to take? Um, If I want to go somewhere, let's say I want to take my family on vacation. What is that going to cost me? And then bring that down and start working out the numbers. Usually that's what I do. I like to also write it down and print out pictures. So I'm always visually looking at it. And and that's kind of how I go about doing the goals. No, I think, I think that's so right. And I mean, almost all like of the 240 something guests, like a lot of them, like I think more than 70, 80% write down their goals. And, and in my book that I wrote about goal settings called the goal book, I, one of the most important thing is to write down their goals. Uh, and I do it. It's, it's been a tremendous results for me. And I, I always try like what I'm really working on as well is to, focus on the day-to-day activities, what I need to do, because there might be people, if you're listening or watching this and you're like, hey, this is all cool, but I'm not there yet. That's totally fine. You need to just start believing that you can accomplish things and then don't worry so much, like write it down. Even if it's huge goal, take it back. Like Lloyd, I said, reverse engineer. What do I need to do today? That little, little step, because I know when I started you know, my journey in competing in karate, I, if I were just focusing on, you know, becoming like everybody who starts a sports and love it wants to become a world champion almost. Right. But if you start thinking about that right away, it might be, you know, Oh, maybe I shouldn't even train because it's too hard, but focus on having fun and doing the activity, go to training, do the work. And it will, it will pay off if you do do it enough. Uh, how, I'm curious, like when, when did you start seeing results of the hard work you had in, in, in real estate? Probably after a year and a half of doing everything consistently. So in the beginning, of course, it's very hard. It's difficult. You know, you have to make the calls, learn what to say, go through what others have gone through. But once I started to see that, you know, my efforts and communication and talking to people, because this business is all about talking to people, building connections, see who wants to either buy or sell. That's when I started to see the results. And that's when I started to see, you know what, all those days that you put in making the phone calls, all those months that you didn't make any money, that maybe my family was thinking like, is she going to be okay? Why is it taking long? That's what really showed me, you know what, everything's worth it. And as long as I continue to be consistent, it's just going to keep on getting better. Yeah, I think that consistency thing is is the hard, hardest thing. Most people quit too early. How yeah. did you uh, How did you continue when you did the work but you didn't see the results? How did How did that work in your mind? In my mind, yeah. I just thought of the top producers and people that I looked up to. Yeah, 
they started where I started. So I knew that eventually I would get to where they were. It was just a matter of time and me just staying focused, yeah. mentally ready and have my mindset in a state where I knew that I was going to get there. It was only a matter of time. Wow. So you never, you never doubted it. I never, I don't want to say I never doubted it, but I knew that, you know, others have gone through this, so I can't give up because others have already made it to the top. And it's kind of like a ladder that I just have to keep on climbing. Yeah. I think, I think that's so true because I know myself, like I've had so many failures in my life. And uh, the the cool thing is I now when I think about it, I've, I never even thought about quitting, maybe just for a moment, but I was more like, okay, how can I do this better? And how can I do this smarter? And I think it goes back to being self-motivated and also making a decision. Uh, and I, I think making the decision that you're not going to give up on yourself, I think that's the hardest decision that we have to make in life. And and some of us are are luckier than others because I think you kind of made a decision when you were a little girl already. Uh, and some people has, have to, you know, work on it later in life. But it's it's not too late to to make the decision. It's just a matter of like, hey, we're it's decided we're going to do this. We're going to show up yeah. and then let's see what, let's see what happens. And usually the universe rewards you very well for the people that stick around. Yeah, exactly. I completely agree with that. It's just about me telling myself, you know what? I know it's going to be hard. I want to give up, but I'm not because I've told myself that I'm going to do this Yeah. no matter how it is that I'm feeling that day. <laughs> yeah. And how, um, how about your YouTube channel and like how how did how long did it take till you start getting subscribers and like how how did it feel to put up a video that almost nobody watched and like how did you continue that that route I have I had Evan Carmichael on the show and for people who don't know, know who that is he has like three or four million subscribers on YouTube and he said my first video had like 30 views and three comments. And I think one was a hater, one was his grandma and like one was some random dude, you know? <laughs> yeah. So for me, uh, I want to say it took maybe about a year, a year and a half. That's when I hit a thousand subscribers, yeah. but it was slow. I remember when, when I checked my YouTube account once and I had 14 subscribers and I was shocked because yeah. I'm like, wow, 14 people actually <laughs> are subscribed to my YouTube channel. And then after that, it, it just kept on growing um, slowly. So that first year it was maybe like over a thousand. Then it went to like 3000, then five, and then it just started to blow up. So now I'm averaging a little bit over 1,200 new subscribers every single month. Oh, wow. And um, yeah, I'm not, can you repeat the other question? No, uh, uh, yeah, so so I was thinking, so you you started growing, now you're growing like about 1,200. Are you doing any, any specific marketing for your YouTube channel or is that completely organic growth? It's all completely organic. Yeah. organic for YouTube, organic for all of my social media platforms. Um, if anything, what has changed recently as of this year is that now I do have a videographer and someone that edits my videos. But for the past five years, I did everything myself. Mm -hmm. The first two years, I filmed everything in my iPhone 6. So, you know, a lot of people 
say that they want to start YouTube videos and creating content, but they don't have the fancy camera. I never had a fancy camera and I was able to build a channel just with my cell phone. And for people, I think that's, I think that's so cool. Like people, we're looking for all those excuses. Like if you're watching this show right now, you have, you have the equipment to, to create something yourself. Uh, it's just a matter of deciding how to do that. How, how about, uh, as far as the length of a video, what do you recommend for people that want to start YouTube channels? Like, what do you, and uh, is it planned? Is it scripted? Like, how do you plan out the video? Yeah, I think having a content schedule or having a, at least a list of ideas of the type of videos that you do want to create is going to be very helpful for you to come up with ideas. In terms of the length of the video, especially if you're starting out new, probably between like five and seven minutes is what I would recommend. Um, after 10 minutes, if you're not used to doing videos, you're probably going to feel like it's forever to get 10 minutes. So five minutes would be fine. Um, picking a day when you want to at least film two or three videos is also a great idea. That way you're not every day just trying to think of what you want to do. Maybe pick a day, either Saturday or Sunday, where you just film and edit and then upload. Or at least you have, let's say you film four videos and you put one a week. Now you have for an entire month. And all it just took was one day, maybe for four hours for you to get everything done. I like that. I think it's it's all about planning and making a decision. It's it's funny because I I release a show every Sunday and if I hadn't made that commitment to myself, I would probably, you know, like oh, this week is not too bad and it's like this way and it's not because I'm not disciplined, it's because I haven't made the decision like we talked about. So I think a lot of people out there, you might think, you might say to yourself and having the limiting belief, like it's not because I'm not disciplined or it's not. No, most likely it's because you haven't planned for it and you haven't, you know, made a commitment. I think those sure. are very, very important things because most things don't take that long time to actually do most of the time. Like for example, cold calling, like we, I've had a lot of mental, like sit down and call for two hours a day. You're going to have more business than you can ever imagine. And so everybody has two hours, but it's, it's much easier to, you know, grab the coffee or like call a friend or like go to Facebook and the same for working out, right? Like, Hey, yeah. It, 45 minutes to an hour a day, everybody has it, but it's so easy to choose something else. Uh, as far as mindset, Lloyd, before I let you go, can you just share your best, your best tips for creating, you know, this Wonder Woman bad, uh, mindset, you know, because it it feels like you are very confident and it's super cool to watch uh, people that have become so confident and comfortable in their self, which, which is really, I think it, it's really hard to become that person. It takes a lot of work and you, you've done all this work. So I, I hats off to you for that, but maybe you can share a little bit. So people that are listening right now that want to be in that same space, like what, what can they do? Yeah. I feel that surrounding yourself around people that are at the same mindset or even where you want to be 
It's what's going to help you with that confidence, with you believing in yourself. Um, what has helped me recently is surrounding myself around women that are, are so much more successful than me that motivate me to even do better. So when I see them and what they're doing with, with their work and, and everything that they have going on, it pushes me and it makes me excited to know that, you know what, if they're doing it, I, I can push a little bit more to get to that next level. And ultimately that is what has given me that confidence. Um, the communication, the listening, the speaking skills that has also contributed to the confidence that I have to the point that no matter who it is that I'm speaking to, whether it's a child or a 70 year old or whoever it is, I know the value uh, that I bring. I know what I have to offer. And if someone doesn't like it, that's fine because I'm not for them anyway. Yeah, I like that. And can you just speak to the like you said you are you're around people that are further ahead in life than you, and if that excites you, I know that scares the shit out of a lot of people too, and makes them feel small. So how do you how do how do you shift that to something positive? Like, hey, these are just regular human beings. They're not robots, and they're doing all this cool stuff. Maybe I, I can do that too. Yeah, I think. Well, just like how we have been talking about, they have made a decision. These people yeah. that I'm looking up to, they have made a decision. They have written down their goals and they have achieved that next level of success. So while it may be scary to some to see them and be like, how do I even get to that? That's scary. I'm fine where I'm at. The way that I see it is that, you know what? Their goals were a little bit bigger than mine, but if they were able to accomplish it, I'm able to do it too. I just need to figure out how they did it and replicate it so that I'm able to, to do the same thing. Yeah. And uh, what's your definition of success? Success for me, it's not just monetarily. It, it's a combination of that, but also the way that you feel at the end of the day, the impact that you have had with others and how they're able to remember you, whether you're still here, once you're gone, if you've had an impact on, on hundreds or even thousands, or maybe one person that completely changed their life, I feel that that is, is what true success is. I like that. And a final question uh, for people before we let you go, uh, what's, if people want to get closer to their dreams, their goals, what's the first step they should do right after this show? they need to go and write it down and, and start putting some deadlines for what it is they want to achieve and by when. Because if it's not written down, it might not be important. The moment that you write it down or, or put it in your, in your board or in front of you in your mirror, if you're seeing it every single day, now it's like you're telling your mind, I need to achieve this. So that's the first thing. I like that. And uh... For people that want to connect with you, uh, what's the best way of finding you? You can just find me on Instagram, Loida Velas or loidavelasquez.com. YouTube, same thing. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much. And uh, thank you, Loida, for being here with uh, us today. I truly appreciate it. This was long time overdue. I'm glad we made it happen. Yes, thank you, Peter. I'm glad that, that we're able to do it as well. And thank you, everybody that are still here, still listening and still watching. I think an hour in this day and age is a long time. I think we provided 
lots of great value or especially Lloyd, I hope I've, I provide at least one thing that was good too. But yes. <laughs> either way, this is, this is to honor Lloyd and her hard work. And if you're listening to this and you enjoy this show, go and subscribe to Lloyd as content. Shout, give her a shout out. Let her know that she's, she's doing a great job. And the same for me, you know, we're putting out all this content and it's, it's a lot of work being consistent. So sometimes we do appreciate a tap on the back. I think I did, I did a collaboration with Fight Tips, a martial arts channel who has like 2 million subscribers or so. And I did a video about goal settings and it, so many comments uh, were negative about my nose and, and there was a lot of positive too, but it's just so funny. Like uh, there, there is people that are going to, you know, try to put you down or put, uh, put some hate on you, even if you're not uh, a public figure or online, even in the real world. So if you listen to this, don't take that for uh, something negative. Just try to focus on the people that are lifting you up and start lifting others up as well. I want to help at least 10 million people to go after their dreams. And to, in order to do that, I need you to give us a review. Tell me what you liked about this show. Subscribe. Share this with somebody that needs to hear Lloyd's message. And that's pretty much it. Thank you so much, guys. And talk to you next week. Bye-bye.